Hello, welcome to another episode of Shorty Around. Uh, I got Brother Nate on the line. Nate, can you believe what you just saw? Hey, no, I can't. I didn't. I didn't think these were real. No, dude. Um, so I think for this to be uh, properly notated, I need to give a shout out to Katie Morario. She got me headlights for my Crocs. Check this out. Look at that LEDs, baby. So you can see where you're walking. Yeah, but there's also different modes. There's like an emergency oh mode, God. and then there's a slow mode. blink. Yeah, you can take this to a party and do some damage, okay? <laughs> so, um, yeah, these are pretty dope. I feel more tactical than ever <laughs> when I wear these Crocs. So, um, the, yeah. the next SEAL team will be rocking up with Croc headlights. Yeah, so basically they work like gibbets, which are the little... <laughs> If you're a Croc person, which we're, we have a history with Crocs, you and I, our family. Um, but if you're a Croc person, gibbets are the little like icons that you put into the holes on the Crocs and they're amazing. But <laughs> Nate, I remember back in the day, you wearing orange Crocs to church they were frequently. My favorite, my favorite Crocs. I, uh, they were my first pair of Crocs and I, I wanted to be flashy. And so we got the bright orange Crocs and I wore them a lot. Yeah. 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 We put some miles on them. So I want to For revisit sure. the fact, did you actually want to be flashy or like, did you just pick orange because it was convenient? Honestly, well, you know what? I think that was the same time where I was uh, a big Stewart fan phase. of Tony Stewart in NASCAR and his yeah. car was orange. And so I wanted the orange Crocs to match, but no, to, to, Put some respect on your name. You have always been firmly in the pro croc camp. And that's something that I don't think many people can can actually testify that oh yeah, they were in the pro croc camp. No, no, you were you were the you were a true a true one. There's not a lot of day oneers. Um I feel like I don't know if I was a day oneer, but I was definitely like in the first release. I think we oh, all were sure. like they were great for the lake. Like they're amazing for the lake. Yeah. They're perfect to throw on after you get out of the water. They're like indestructible do you get a pair of the last like two or three years you wear them every day all day um but like they're hideous i don't think anybody's denying the fact that they're completely ugly shoes but i've just never really cared i remember in college i got a lot of hate for wearing crocs there was this uh it, it was like an anonymous facebook page called bsu crushes and someone yeah it's weird there's some shit back in the day i don't know if this is still around but um Someone like shouted me out on that. They're like, "Hey, you're cute, but you wear Crocs." And I was like, "Oh, the hate is unreal." And then fast forward three or four years, and like Justin Bieber is collaborating with Crocs. Post Malone, they're showing up on runways. It's like, where have y'all been? I would bet if you don't have $10. headlights, you're you're behind <laughs> the game the, once again. The next iteration, I would bet ten dollars that person also got a pair of Crocs in the last two years. So easily, and there's a great colors. Some of them are actually cool. Like they make uh like tennis shoes like they look like tennis shoes yeah we have those rides. too yeah i love them they're great yeah. like i wear those two nice places and they're very comfortable <laughs> so yeah, yeah i think i i thought about wearing them in your wedding but i <laughs> mom made me get different shoes so um which i was all for i wanted i wanted everything to be as casual as possible and crocs fit that bill yeah so. it doesn't get much more cash than crocs but uh <laughs> nate the story that I j we okay, so you remember this is like two weeks ago you were at our house and we're like, Hey, do you know how to floss? And all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> me, 
your wife and my wife were all flossing and you turned around. <laughs> it was like the, the you dance, saw. Yeah, the dance flossing. Yeah, it yeah. Was... You like looked into a portal. You're like, oh, where am I at? <laughs> so um Casey and I just had a random dance party in the living room. We were listening to Surefire by Wild Dorado. Oh yeah, great, great song. Bop. I'm very into it right now. Mm-hmm. But we were dancing. Nelly was absolutely beside herself, like biting me. <laughs> she came for my my privates. Um oh, no. Yeah, she's not usually like that. But Casey and I were dancing and we decided that it'd be cool if we could try to do like a two person floss. I think we nailed it. <laughs> so I think you think we nailed it? Okay. I yeah. look forward to seeing this the next time. I think, that I think we, we nailed visit it. You. So yeah, you, man. Speaking of two person things, do you remember when we went on the family cruise and we made mom and dad do a double dab? Dude. I love I love getting dad to dab. <laughs> All I gotta do dad is say, Hey, who dabbing. coaches Clemson? And he's like Dabo. Dabo. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad dad still dabs. I have some new routines I'm trying to establish in the morning. Um, and this is kind of following up last week's episode. This is still the year of the bicep vein. Um, <laughs> so I've reintroduced... Never let it die. Ever. No, no. I'm never going to stop talking about it until it happens. Then I'll never <laughs> stop talking about it once it happens. So um, I'm just kidding. It won't be this bad. But I am introducing um, hit and plyometrics back into my mm. game and then uh rolk workouts which if you don't know rolk he will make you hate yourself he's like a bowling ball that, with a six-pack you know like i don't understand his physique but he makes you do these like crawls crawling back and forth side to side sit throughs like at this age i'm worried my arm's gonna fall off and then like every time right after rolk i hate myself yeah but after my workouts now to make myself like detach from hating myself from the workout. I'm taking cold showers. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> Nate, it is rough. So I've, I've done it two days in a row now. I don't notice a difference yet. Maybe I'm happier. I don't know. But <laughs> um, I'll put a song on and I'll just sit there with the water on my back and just like kind of bobbing back and forth. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. This morning I almost got out and I turned around and faced the water and I was like, okay. And then I turned around again. It was... It was now, a whole thing. Day two, go, not going well. You go cold from the start? No, you don't... no. So what I really want to do is like before I work out, take a cold shower. They say mm. that's the best way to do it because like I'm new to this. I feel like new, but everybody's mm-hmm. doing it. Have you looked up like what a cold plunge costs? No, but I imagine they're... Um, yeah, I it's mean, absurd. You, yeah, you've sent me some stuff and they're they're not... It's like, cheap. like there's one called the ice barrel. It is a, like, it doesn't have, I don't know. So it, it's $1,200. And one of the cons is says like the, the temperature isn't controlled. It's like, what are we paying $1,200 for? Like a plastic barrel that we fill just with a, water. Yeah. Just a bin. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm sure there's more to it, but like, I look at the prices. I'm like, I cannot justify, but I know like knowing myself, I can easily see myself slipping down this hole of like, now I need a cold plunge in my life. These are good so, habits to build. And they always say that it takes like at least two weeks to actually start for a habit to start repeating itself. So it's going to suck. It's going to be a shitty two weeks. It's going to be, it might be tough. Did you fall ice skating? Oh, no, we didn't. I, yeah. Okay. I love ice skating. And that's like my wife and I, we had a huge conversation about it. She's like, I didn't think you liked ice. I was like, I love it. And I think that ice skating is one of those things that like, you go your first time, you eat shit, and then 
you just get better. And it's one of the, it's like instant gratification, but it's also not because like, as soon as you feel like you're not going to fall, it's your favorite thing to do ever. I love ice skating. It's so much yeah. fun. It's a fun skill. Like once you get it, it feels really good because it's very hard. Yeah. And like, I love it. And then the little like eight year olds that took skating lessons from the time they could walk, oh my they gosh. show up and they make me yeah. hate it. Cause they're just like zipping around. Like they're a, a health hazard. Cause they, they know they're not going to fall. Yeah. So they like go really close to you. It's like, I, Hey, good for you. But yeah, the people, the people that bring their own skates, it's like, Whoa, take a yeah. step back now. So I don't know. Good for them. I, yeah. I guess it's like snowboarding. I, I am an advocate of bringing your own stuff for the, the cost. Yeah. But dude, I, uh, as the show expands, I know that a lot more of your friends are listening and your friends don't know me. And I feel like, <laughs> This could have been maybe a shocking experience because um, I say fuck a lot amongst other things. So I want to get out. That's why we have the explicit label. Yeah. I do want to apologize though. Like it, it, I don't know. I'm stupid. That's like the ultimate <laughs> justification. Cause they say like people who swear have a limited vocabulary. I swear a lot. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I apologize. I'll try to be more aware of it. So for this episode, I found some notes, aka articles, with non-explicit terms that I might try to substitute in the future. So I read like four of them. So far, weapons grade stupid is my favorite. Um, oh, yeah, I want to go through a few, and then yeah. so so let's just I'm going to scroll randomly. Uh, anyone who ever loved you was wrong. That's good. <laughs> I can explain right. it to you, but I can't understand it for you. You know, I I want to work these into my everyday vocabulary so badly, but I don't know how. And like, I don't know when the opportunity is going to come. I really like the the number two on that list is I wish we could become better strangers. <laughs> I think that is such a funny and shitty thing to say to another human. <laughs> uh, I like the you're impossible to underestimate. That's a good one. <laughs> that one's so good. Let's go to the bottom here. Uh, you're so dense, light bends around you. <laughs> <laughs> or uh to think you were the fastest sperm <laughs> Dude, these are great so like i read through this list and i'm just trying to like one think of how i can use them but i think what actually is happening is i'm thinking of people i know that yeah. like fit these descriptions and i'm like who do i know this weapons great stupid i'm like oh yeah i can say any names but it, it's pretty funny just to like make those connections. I wish I would have had these handy back in the day. I don't know. Yeah, it's, these are things that like if someone said them to me, I would respect that person more. Yeah, I'd probably be like, <laughs> nice. Like, <laughs> fist bump. Okay, that was good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like the one I've been using this one a lot. I saw on a on a video was like, if someone makes you mad or something, you go tell them to swallow a fork. I don't yeah, know, that one just that one just rings with me. I, that one's I solid. That, that one made an appearance. Now. That one made an appearance last episode. So these are these are phrases that you and all of your friends can start using if you don't want to be too rude. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it. I know I need to clean it up, but like one, it's fun. It's relieving. I worked in. I still kind of do work in support. And one of my nephews asked, like, "Why do you cuss?" Because like they think it's very bad. And like, it's not good, but there's way worse things. So I explained to like, I think a then 12 year old, I'm like, you see, 
I spend all day every day talking to people about their problems who I don't know, and I have to treat them like they're my best friend. And that is exhausting to me. So especially like when some of them are not that intelligent, like in the world of support, you're going to come across your fair share of dummies. And you just have to sit there and be like the nicest, most understanding, like, oh, no, it happens. Like nobody has made the mistake you made. You really got in a pickle here. But I have to talk to them like I understand why they're dumb. It's not easy. (laughs) All you want to do is say what's on your mind. And when you step away from the support world and you can just say, ah, fuck, like it feels, it just feels good. It's like a stress relief. I don't know. That's why I just spent so much time. Like I've, I'm in a box all the time. Like here's what you can and can't say. It's exhausting being on all the time. When I'm off, I just say whatever I feel like. And it happens yeah, to be a lot of fucks. Really cut loose. It's a great <laughs> word, dude. What's your favorite cuss word? My favorite cuss word? I don't even know if I have one. They were so cool when we were growing up. Dude, okay. All the cuss words and just start when, rattling them off. Yeah. When did you start cussing? Do you remember? I remember <laughs> when I did. Probably middle school. Middle school. I was in elementary school. It was like fourth grade or fifth grade. I think I said like ass in the cafeteria and someone told on me. And when I was going out to recess, like one of the teachers was like, did you say the A word? And I'm like, no. Like I was <laughs> instantly like, oh. No, I sure didn't. I never said it again at school uh, until middle school. So like two years later. But I I remember there was a period of time when everyone was trying to sort out whether or not piss was a cuss word. People like, well, it's not in the seven, like the established seven. So is it? Is it a bad word? Why am I not allowed to say it? There's some interesting controversy there. But those are simpler times too. I miss them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, my guess is probably middle school. That was also when I had my rap music phase and I would listen to rap music a lot because I thought okay. I was a cool kid. Dude, okay. So, and- Another, while we're on the topic of inappropriate words and gestures, one of my favorite stories about you is at the YMCA, <laughs> was it, it was probably after school care. I don't know, you were probably five. I was either six. after or before. One or the other. I remember the, the, the lady's name was Mindy. I remember her. Yeah. And we watched Too, too Fast, Too, too nice. Furious. And great. That's film. a PG 13 film. Nate's not 13. He's probably <laughs> not six, 13. seven years old. I don't know. Like, how old are you when watch that? But I don't know. She asked you what your favorite part of the movie was. And you said the part where he turned his car around on the highway and did this. And then you double bird <laughs> the before school care, after school care. Like, what was she, our teacher? She's our babysitter. Uh, babysitter. It was a know. great scene. Yep. Tyrese. Driving on a highway backwards. Oh wait, that no, was, it was Paul Walker. Was Paul taunting Walker Tyrese backwards yeah. on the highway, and he sticks his hand out the window and flips him the bird. And you're like, "How is that not the coolest part of the whole movie?" Yeah, That's you insane. threw it with some really great authority in real life. Bam! So it's a strong gesture. But yeah. dude, on the topic of the F word, let's switch <laughs> into my secret story. Okay, so, secret story. Yeah, super secret story time. Casey talked about it to people, so I figure I can talk about it to our tens of listeners. Um, <laughs> so Casey recently was late on her lady times. Uh-oh. We had a bit of a, a pregnancy scare. Uh-oh. So like, um, I, I was, I'll break the, the ice. Like, it's, it's not. She's not pregnant. Oh, that's good. But I'm not ready uh, to be an uncle. That's the thing, like. I don't, I'm not ready to be a dad. 
<laughs> I'm up in the air on it still. Like both of us are. It's something we've talked about and like continue to be like, oh, what is this? But like we were staring down the barrel of like this reality of like, oh shit. And I feel it coming back <laughs> over me like literally right now. I'm just like tingly and getting goosebumps. Like I remember <laughs> she was telling me this and I was just laying in bed and I was just like close my eyes and future tripped in like 30 <laughs> seconds went down 15 years i was like oh my god i never i know that like people say becoming a parent changes you but like i never felt that and i don't think that what i experienced was quite to that extent but that's the first time i've ever experienced that feeling and i was like you experienced Holy shit. you experienced almost becoming a parent and that also changes you it was <laughs> wild dude i was sitting there i'm like what am i gonna be when this kid is <laughs> walking you know like what is he gonna look up and see how many times yeah. am i gonna get pissed on what's nelly <laughs> gonna do all of that in such a short like because that's how i am with things like casey like oh where do you want to live when we move from this house and we'll like throw out cities and instantly i'll just be like what is every micro aspect of my day look like living in a different city where am i going to go to the gym where are we going to go out to dinner where am i going to go shop and that like is stuff i think about before i've even looked at the house but with like the idea of like oh man there might be a little a little one of us running around here terrifying <laughs> and then like taking the test god dang it was so stressful wow like, being a parent and like people tell me all the time, like, you'd be such a good parent. I was a teacher. Like, I'm good with kids, but yeah, you are. It's exhausting. Like, where are you at? Do you want <laughs> you and Ani want kids, right? Yeah, we do. We definitely want a family. Um, you guys are young, though. We're young. We're not yeah. trying to have a family anytime soon. But yeah, we definitely, that's something we definitely look forward to. Um, I have big dad energy. I like my humor is dad humor. I'm all for it. I, our, our good friend just had a, a son and we've seen them a few times and, and just hanging out with that little kid. He's it's, it's uh, not quite fair because he's an angel child, like doesn't do anything, like never cries, never is, you know, obnoxious. So it's like really um, gives you a, like a sense of like, Oh, this, this is what all kids are like. It's absolutely not like, so do we know that? But yeah, we, we definitely are looking forward to having a family at some point down the road, but yeah. I think I'd be right there with you. I'd be pretty terrified if, if something like that happened. I'd be like, I'm not ready for this right now. Dude, it's crazy. Like, So you and Anya are younger. I learned in episode two that you're 24. <laughs> That's um, true. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag. He, he's my brother. It's funny because I didn't know how old he was. But anyways, um, uh, shit, where was I going with that? Oh, so I'm 29 and Casey in the, the pregnancy community is already a geezer. Yeah. Like she's already coming up on like geriatric pregnancy. So it's like, and she has other health issues we have to uh, be considered of. So it's like, there's a lot of factors and I don't want to be disappointed with either outcome. So I'm like Mm -hmm. very, very intentionally like riding the fence on this. So like when this happened, I was sitting there, I'm like, there's absolutely zero. Like I felt this, there's 0% of me that's disappointed. Like if this is happening, I'm just like, holy shit, this is going to be so fun. You know, that's good. And then, on the other side, I'm like, there's a hundred percent of me that is relieved that this didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you st- you get to keep your den. You don't have to transform your den yet. <laughs> it's something, dude. I would have to get rid of the drums. That's how that's how dreams I don't want to say that's how dreams died. Anyone has kids, that's not what I mean. But 
like one of the things that's like deterred me from the idea of having kids is my time in education and being around like other parents of kids who are teaching other kids and like they just have they fucking hate the kids i'm like do you realize that you chose to be a teacher and like there's kids in the school every fucking day and it's like your job to help make them productive members of society if you don't like them then you should probably do something else like i did yeah like it, it was so discouraging to hear teachers who were parents just like talk shit on all these kids it's like it's it, super sad it's an interesting um, profession teaching um do you think that it's something i mean this isn't at all true but do you think it's something that they you have to really want to do it to do that job because you don't get paid well you deal with a bunch of shit it's like there's not a ton of upside for you at being a teacher so you should really, really want to do it. And you should really, really love kids if you want to be a teacher. 100%. I think one of my downfalls going into and out of teaching is I knew I didn't want to do it. So I was a super, super senior at college. So I did two victory laps, took me six years to get a four-year degree. And like I blame that on two years of finding myself and then four years of understanding that I just needed to fucking graduate. Yeah. So I tried like maybe eight or nine majors in yeah. three years. I tried some twice. I took chemistry three times and figured <laughs> out like, hey, you're probably not going to be a physical therapist, bud. You can't pass chem 101 or 111 <laughs> or whatever the fuck. Notably, though, I took it twice at Finley and only once at Ball State. So I think either the teacher had something to do with it or I was just really, really good by the time I got to Ball State. So you I had enough practice at that point. To be determined. But dude, teaching is such like it's such a work from the bottom, claw your way to the top profession. Cause you start with nothing. It's terrifying. And like, you're this new teacher and all these kids have had teachers for years. So like kids know how school works, but you don't know yeah. how to teach kids who know how school works. You know, like all you've had is these like great practical experiences where they put you in pretty good schools with pretty good courses with pretty good kids and like, that's not the case for all, but that was my case. Like my practicum experience I had in my undergrad, amazing. Like there was not one yeah. experience. My student teaching was the best. I was actually like fired up to enter teaching, but I was also working in idealistic scenarios where the kids were great. I never had equipment problems. Fast forward to my first year as a teacher. I didn't even have a fucking gym. Like I worked at a Montessori cult. I call it a cult. It was a school. It's weird. Like I like some of the aspects of their education other parts of it, like having a gym teacher without a fucking gym is a problem for me. So I literally had a shed that had mice. I saw the mice all the time. I named one Peter, like they were everywhere. They were chewing all my shit up. So like, I didn't have nice stuff. I didn't have a gym and I had to teach kindergarten through high school. It was insane. Like it was so intimidating and I lasted literally like three months. So yeah, I, it's so bad. You, you can open up a can of worms right here. And I didn't know this, like where this would go, but I'm about to like go in on the education system because I absolutely hate it. Bring it um, in. Let's go. <laughs> I'll st like start with your experience teaching at a private school. Um, Anya used to work for a, a, a sports club. And a lot of this, the athletes there went to private schools. And I'm generally pro-private school. I'm, I'm all for private education. I think that it's nice to have an alternative to the public school system if you want that. Um, 
where private school starts to really rub me the wrong way is when it's hyper selective and just absolutely impossible to break through if you're like an underprivileged community. Um, and that's where I think that a lot of private schools, you generally, the good ones are hyper selective and you can only, you, you know, the tuition, the one of the two. So when we were in Houston, one of the schools that, you know, was, you went to the sports club, uh, the annual tuition was $30,000 for a student in high school. Like, Dude, that's what, like what almost, that? that's almost what I made in my first tech job. Yeah. Like, and that's, so that's an adult. You're paying $30,000 per year for your kid to go to school K through 12. Like that's insane. There's, you can imagine there's only a, a handful of people that can afford to do that, to put your kid through the best private school. So that's where private school, uh, I think has some faults. If you're not you know, utilizing vouchers and actually offering your your services up to underserved communities, you're doing it wrong and you really shouldn't even be allowed to be a private school, in my opinion. Now, there's obviously, um, you know, extenuating circumstances and I am not the, the, the you know, education, uh, you know, secretary or anything like that. But um, that's that's just... The other thing that bothers me is our college college system I've found uh, taught me to be really good at completing school and getting good grades. And I knew how to play the game that school required, which was do your homework, you know, read the right parts, memorize the right things and get and pass your classes. But as I, you know, move out into the professional world, it's like, A, maybe 20% of that is utilized and B I still don't feel confident in what I learned. So our, our education system doesn't promote like true learning. It just promotes like learning enough to pass your classes, get your piece of paper, your bachelor's degree or whatever. And then when you, you know, you get our stamp that you did it and, you know, you did the thing that you were supposed to do. So and I think that, I mean, even if you look abroad, a lot of other European nations or, or Western nations, their education system doesn't look like ours. And I think there's a, you know, there's a reason for that. But so yeah, I dude. have serious qualms. Yeah, I I agree with like every single thing you said. The The private school system, like one, public education is in a state now where like if I had the resources, I would definitely for my own kid, especially after having like a near near fatherhood experience i'd be like they're getting the best fucking like they're gonna have the entire original toy story collection all the toys so i could play with them um i might leave a few of them in the box and only tell the kid but uh they're gonna have the best education possible they're gonna have the best food they're gonna have the best dog i'll be i'd be the best dad i would do like i don't know i'd like go super saiyan dad i think yeah, that's what i would do um, I guess switching back to this for a moment is uh, while I'm on the, the, the brain train, sure. I want to give a shout out to my, my best friend, Alex, because I got to watch him go through the, the change also in an unexpected way. When he had his first kid, um, he was in college and I was his roommate and watching him become a dad was a really cool experience from the friend's perspective. Yeah. Like I just watched this guy evolve to like this dude. I just like got to know really well. And, and really care about and then he had this whole new thing happen 
where like that's a different guy but it's like the guy i it was like the it, it was like inside like he was unlocked a little bit yeah it's like level up yeah yeah like you didn't like nothing about the old alex went away and there's nothing about father alex that i wish was different i'm just like super it's really cool to see the, the whole picture so and he just yeah. had his fourth kid so shout out to the sutton family bless but, them. love the suttons dude swerving back to education so I think a lot of what you said about, yeah, we're just like learning to memorize shit is so true. I remember when I was in college, I had like <laughs> my experience started with a math class that I also had to take twice. Um, but once I passed it, the credit didn't transfer when I mm. left Finley. So I didn't take freshman math until my senior year. And I was a super, super senior. So I was in this <laughs> class with like a different generation and <laughs> When it came time for that final, I spent more time crunching numbers, doing math of how, like, wh what's the lowest score I can get until pass this class? Like, it's all I care yeah. about. I didn't retain a single thing. And, like, thankfully, my major, and I, I've heard this about grad school, is, like, that's when it gets really good. But why does it take 15 fucking years to get to the good stuff, you know? 16, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, I I have heard that as well. And it definitely seems to be the case. Like, I I know people that have gone not just 15 years, but also, oh, tack on another, you know, $60,000 of expenses to actually learn some things or kind of get introduced to the conversations that, that will matter in your professional career. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard that as well. And I, it seems to be somewhat of the case. Um, but yeah, like who wants to go shell out that much money to, I remember growing up, it was like, you have to go to college because that's kind of like becoming the bare minimum. You know, you have mm -hmm. to have a, a college degree and then going through college. And now it's like, oh, well, you know, do you want to have a mildly successful life? You can you get a bachelor's degree. You'll be fine. But if you want to excel now, you have to get a, a master's degree. Mm -hmm. It's like you got to go two more years or three more years and it's going to be much more expensive and much more challenging. And I just, I don't know. It's not sustainable. I think there's a, this is good. I was listening to a podcast today about human capitalization and because that's what I listened to um, talking about like how you can get people from like the worst level to a, a contributing level. And that's like your capitalization rate, a, na a nation's capitalization rate. We're widening the gap. We're not shrinking the gap. Um, so it's, I don't know. There's a lot of things that frustrate me. I think, my my wife having ties to uh, Switzerland, uh, her family's originally from Switzerland, and she told me about the school system in Switzerland. They go to formal education until they're 16, and from then they apprentice. They either get a professional apprenticeship, or if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or something, you continue on with secondary education. Um, but Switzerland is, is regularly number one in the world and in innovation and, and things like that. And their education quality of life for like the past 40 you know, years, never talked about it in a negative way. It's like that getting that experience that we're not offering. We want to try to coddle you for the first 22 years of your life and then um, throw you to the wolves. Yeah. I, like, I guess we can just keep on walking up the, the shit mountain because, you know, you get all the way through college, you get out into the workforce, and then you get thrown into this workforce that's also a bit of a its own game. It's like it's like the game just keeps on going. You get all the way through school, and then you have this degree, and then 
all of a sudden that degree doesn't mean as much as you thought it did because you go try to get a job and you just get rejected left, right, and center. You know, like on paper, you're completely mm. qualified. Like job hunting right now, especially now because all the layoffs and shit, like Casey's job hunting. And it, it's so yeah. frustrating. She's qualified. She's 100% qualified. And then it's like, no. It's like, what the fuck? Are, are you hiring yeah. or not? You and, know? <laughs> yeah. And job descriptions are like, they want you to have every skill under the sun. And then they're going to be like, you know, it's Entry not a very level. important role, but we want you to have five years of experience. We want you to have, we want you to be able to code in SQL or some other language. We want you to be able to do all of these things and all these different programs. And it's like not necessary, like not completely necessary. It, yeah. It's, it's a mess. I, we just keep we just keep running into the wall until something bad happens and the sun explodes or something and that'll take care of all of our issues. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that seems like where we're headed. But okay, I have some random questions, and we'll, we'll okay. it's it's a hard swerve, uh, and we'll just make this the, the that's last all right. Question. We can Let's, swerve. Um, okay, we kind of talked about this one a couple weeks ago. How would your life change? if you were recognizable and public level famous. Mm. So if like I went out to the store and people said, Oh, Hey, you're that guy from that thing. Yeah. Like they'd be like, they know your name, but you don't know their name. I think I would do what, um, the lead singer from plain white tees did to you. No, that was all American rejects or all American rejects. Yeah. I think I would do what he did and just, just lie to people's it face. and then just keep going. Yeah. I yeah. Would do that's that. a, that's a good story. I can tell briefly. Uh, we have bachelor party stories for days too, but this was a different <laughs> bachelor party. Um, we were in Indianapolis and the day after the party, we were staying at a day's Inn in Indy and it was the blink 182 reunion tour. I, I think this was like 2016 <laughs> or something. Um, I was down in the lobby hungover, defeated from the night before. And I was just kind of chilling and he's, like dudes walked in, they all had like backstage pass, like, like credentials. Like if you go to a music festival and people walk around with lanyards and shit, like they had those. So I was like, these are either like people who went to the show last night and were VIPs. And I'm like, I'd, I, if I was a VIP, I'd wear that. That'd be part of my outfit. But <laughs> I said, they're either VIPs or they're like part of the show. And then I looked at one of them and I was like, that dude looks familiar. And my brain immediately flash back to like 2005 dirty little secret music video it's a bop so it's a great song yeah so i get up from my seat i well, first i get on my phone and i'm like all american rejects look at this guy i'm like yeah that's him so i get up i pretend i'm going to get more food and then i just kind of like say excuse me are you the lead singer for the all american rejects <laughs> we're also the only ones in the, the the dining hall like it's not gonna blow his cover or anything it's like me and three of my friends and then him and the band there's like five of them or four of them i think uh. and they had like some people like the drivers and stuff like that so there's like a group of them but there's nobody else and i said are you the lead singer for the american rejects and he just looked me dead in the fucking face and says nope and then left i was shook up after that so i went back and did some more Googling. And I was like, I feel like he lied to me. And I was like, <laughs> kind of upset. But also, like you said, like if I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same thing. But yeah. all my friends started giving me shit because I looked like an idiot. I was just bumbling around with this extra bagel now. And then we were walking back up to the room and one of the guys we were with started singing, if darkness turns to light in the lobby. 
It's one of their songs, like loud. It's a hollow, like yeah. echoed. And we just walked up the stairs. I'm like, God damn it. So I get up there and like, because I'm such a fanboy by like at heart, I was like, if it's them, one of you's coming with me and you're taking my picture. Cause I just <laughs> wanted the picture with them. I don't know. Like I hadn't listened to them at that point in years, but yeah. instantly it all came back. You know, I was like, holy shit. He's much taller than I thought he would be much taller. <laughs> But that's what threw me off. But and he had shorter hair and shit. Like it wasn't the same guy in the music video, but like the face, I was like, that's you. So we looked up their tour schedule. And then in the lobby, we heard them talking about how long it takes to get to Denver. Two days later, they had a show in Denver. Two plus two is four people. I met the All-American Rejects like 13 years past their prime. It was yeah. Sick. Hey, you did it. Um, and and that that I think is the right way to to respond to if someone comes up and asks you, hey, are you that guy from that thing? Nope. No, I'm not. Well, I would argue. Oh. So if that's how you would exist, I would argue that the All-American Rejects are not exactly recognizable in public famous that's because yeah. I almost believed him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, what if you were like Brad Pitt level famous, like people followed you around with cameras? Oh, would you even leave your house? Yeah, that's the thing is like at that point, if I'm that famous, that also probably means I have enough money to have everybody do everything I like for me, like go shopping for me. Let's continue stay in my little hut. What are you famous for? Can be anything. I what I oh boy. If I could be famous for anything, I want to be famous for being like there's like realistic famous as to like what my potential could be in life, and then there's like famous that I don't know. This is like beyond my know. skill set, I, but I would want to be like like Travis Barker famous because I love drums and he's yeah. like a drumming icon. Like he is famous because he revolutionized the instrument of drums. I'm not yeah. good enough to do that. And I understand that, but I think that would be like, but I also, I don't think I could pull off the full body tats. So, <laughs> but that's probably what I would do. I feel like you would like, you have some economic finding that, revolutionized trading and it all made sense and then you'd be president i I would want to i would want to be like in a perfect world and i don't think this is actually going to happen because my personality doesn't suit very well uh i would want to be an entrepreneur of something that really matters um which i feel like would would actually not (laughs) draw any fame (laughs) because people that do things that matter aren't often talked about (laughs) Dude, let's get out of here. Bullet train. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah, that thanks sounds for good. This has been a fun wisdom. pod. Dude, good time. We'll have another one next week. Ah, we have it figured out. Uh, it's going to be sick. I'm going to talk about space. We're going to talk about space. I went to the planetarium, so I'm kind of an expert now. So keep an eye on that. I think I'm going back this week. Pretty freaking pumped. So uh, check us out on the socials. Shorts are sure years around on Instagram. At Zach Wear Shorts on Twitter. At Shorts Around on YouTube and TikTok. Neither of those places are exciting. We got tens of views in the first post. So only tens of views. Tens of views. So yeah, thanks for checking it out. Uh, If you feel so inclined, leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Peace out. Bye.